It's June the 25th, 2015. This is Five Way to Show About Worcester. We're here in the Winslow Street Peace Park. We got a drone up here. <laughs> you want to bring it down? Here it is. I really don't want to get maimed by this thing. Chris Markman is our guest on the show today. <laughs> Thanks for being on, man. Happy to be here. Cool. Let's let's go sit down and talk right. about this this doohickey. Four helicopter, four little helicopter blades. Yeah. Also on the show today, Brendan Melican. How you doing, Brendan? I'm good. I don't fly, so I'm a little jealous right now. But that was pretty awesome. <laughs> so Chris is a Clark staffer and grad student, bon vivant, hobbyist of many sorts. What's the first question we got to ask about this drone, Brendan? I, I don't, I'm kind of in awe right now. I don't know. What's, what's the first question? <laughs> what is this? For people who don't know what this is, how, yeah, do, you just, how do you explain sure. this? Uh, so this is the DJI Phantom 1. There's okay. we, a couple we, different can versions we put on, now. Can we put it on the table here in front of you? I've got it hooked up with a GoPro. So you got a little, little camera down stabilizer here. There. Okay. Also... Recent upgrades, first-person view goggles, so I can see what it sees when it's up in the air. Okay. So that's new. And How long have you been flying yeah. these things? About a year and a half now. Yeah. Is this your first? Uh, it's actually the second one. So I started with one of the smaller, like, indoor use ones, okay. just to get yeah. used to the controls. Yeah. Was it hard yeah. to pick up the, uh, the controls and whatnot? The, I mean, the indoor one is actually harder to fly. So that's what's interesting about this one is that like as the drones get better, this one has GPS built in, and it like can compensate for wind, and it can do all kinds of crazy stuff. So like, you can make an argument that the drone needs that you need the drone more than the drone needs you at this point, right? That's like, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess in a way. I I mean, the funny thing is like the controls. It's not a one-to-one -one thing. It's mm -hmm. just sort of like a. I give it a suggestion to go this fast, this high, but it's gonna do whatever it needs to do uh, to compensate for the wind or to. Very nice. The newer ones actually have a, a collision detection system, mm -hmm. so it's got four cameras built in on all all the sides, and it won't run into things. Okay. Like this one will just, you know, it could break it pretty easily by just flying into a brick wall like that. Yeah, we don't want to yeah, see that. We don't want okay. to. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, and and this and this and this sort of navigates from a combination of this controller and GPS. Right. Is yeah. There? So this has a fly back to home features so if it gets out of range of the transmitter it will I mean I've never tested this but in theory it should know where it started and fly back so does the GPS help with wind and we're dealing with wind and stuff like that or do you have to yeah. be constantly yeah okay. and that's actually something that is kind of fun to play with when you're doing video or photo type stuff because I can turn off the GPS and sort of have this really cool like dolly shot that'll just sort huh. of fly through and you've done a lot I mean we should say Chris is also well known for the uh, web series This Car Survived uh, Kelly Square, <laughs> also the uh, the bumper sticker of This Car Survived Kelly Square, and you've done a ton of drone videos of Worcester, which is how we have yeah. first became aware of your amazing work. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, um, it's funny actually, I posted a new one earlier today of the uh, thunderstorm, or a couple days ago uh -huh. on Taste the Shoes Street. I actually that was... saw that on, on Reddit this morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put that video on here. As, as you mentioned yeah. the videos, I'll just throw your videos in okay. the show. Yeah. 
So you, the fly back to home thing, that's gonna be that's gonna be the future of Disney movies right there. Like we used to have like talking dogs and cats like would get lost Trying and left to, behind and then uh -huh. have to find their way home. That's gonna, gonna be drones that are like little googly eyes that are gonna be on Disney camera, Disney films that get lost but from their owners and find their way home. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, I like that idea. What has been your experience uh, flying this around the city of Worcester? Um, it's funny because every time like. I want to say every time, but 90% of the time, someone asks me a question about it or comes up and like, wants to know more, or I usually give them a bumper sticker, or like it just, I don't know. Kids are really intrigued by it, which mm -hmm. is cool, but also sort of nerve-wracking at the same time, because it, you know, it is dangerous, it's not a toy, even yeah. though it's like a toy. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's a... Uh, it's, it's been interesting, too, just to see the city from a different perspective. So, you know, we don't have all the skyscrapers and everything. That, Does the city um, look better or worse from the air? Uh, I think it looks pretty cool, actually. Oh, yeah? Okay. yeah. All right. The, uh, so, when you mentioned the, um, you know, the attention it gets, yeah. uh, people being curious and whatnot, in the press, you tend to only hear stories about drones hitting planes, drones hitting skyscrapers, and then falling into a big right. crowd of people, yeah. uh, or people on the beach feeling as though they're being spied upon and flipping out and attacking right. people. Like, have you had any negative experience at all, or is it mostly just like curiosity, like that's pretty awesome, or nobody's yeah. tried to shoot you out of the sky? Yeah, no yet, one's. Uh, I mean, one guy asked me, he, he thought he saw a UFO, and he was like making sure that you know, I was the one flying. I was like, yeah, you're fine. That was my UFO. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. okay. yeah so it's a, leader. No one's. Um, yeah, I mean, I think in general, if you're, you know, not uh, being weird about it, yeah. like trying to hide that you're flying something, mm -hmm. like people just assume you're. Any interaction with like, law enforcement or anything along those lines? That yeah, you know, I've heard people online saying that like they got questions. Yeah, just not with you. Like, have you had any yeah. interaction at all with like not with at the police department? Or... I know not to fly near the airport and stuff like that. <laughs> it's fair, you know, yeah, fair enough. But, mm -hmm. Are um, there are there a lot of drones above the city at any given time? Civilian drones? Because I like, like, yeah, I think I mean I've heard, you know, I'm like I'm aware of yours, and then I've yeah. heard about, for example, people listening in on. Uh, like the uh, the uh, police scanner to like incidents around WPI or whatever, mm -hmm. but never. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually seen seen yeah. a civilian drone. I keep hearing more and more about from folks that like do, work in advertising and whatnot mm. that there's a ton of them out there being used for you know uh, technically you can't use them for commercial purposes, mm. but you know skirting around those regulations. So it sounds like there's mm. more and more out there. I just maybe I'm not looking up enough and I'm not seeing them. But. Yeah, that's yeah. why. That's why I just wonder if this trend, if this is a trend which is hit Worcester hard and we just don't notice it or if it's a trend that Worcester is maybe not 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 the hotbed of drones. I mean the crazy thing is like if you got up say above 400 feet if unless you knew to look in that direction you would never have I mean it's just a small dot. So how, like, how far how high can this fly? Um, I've seen videos of people going like a couple thousand feet in the air really? I've never tested the limits or anything I think the Technically, like under 400 feet is like unregulated airspace. Okay. So. You know that the world yeah. that the world Zeppelin altitude level at one point had been set in Worcester, right? I yeah, I've heard. Right, the, I'm the, just saying. The history of. Uh, There's a connection there. Yeah. Now I'm going to be paranoid <laughs> and constantly looking up if they can be the, if even the, the commercial stuff can be that high. That's yeah. Watch the skies. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, this, this is when has you, tons of LED lights and stuff. And you might notice. Pretty, so when you uh, when you were doing the videos over Kelly Square, yeah. uh, initially, one uh, of well, the first ones I saw, anyways. How fa- how high were you flying with those? Because they were pretty good shots of Kelly Square. Yeah. I mean, it was. Um, I mean, at that point, I was kind of just guessing because they didn't have the goggles. Okay. They give you all that you know, the elevation data and mm-hmm. stuff, but. Um, now that I've been at the same spot with the goggles, I'm about 100, 150 feet really? in the air. It's not... Not crazy high, but still yeah. high enough where someone's probably not going to notice. Yeah, I mean... walking by. Yeah. Nobody looks up anymore. Everyone's always looking at their shoes. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've actually had a couple of co-workers who, like, were driving on 290 and they saw something in there. It was like, just immediately think it was me. It's like, no, I'm not... It's somebody else's drone. Yeah. All right. There's actually another person on Facebook I found that's doing the same sort of aerial shots in this room. So hmm. I've met him, but I actually just sent the, the video. So hmm. yeah. Well, other drone guy, if you're out there watching, yeah. I'd love to have you on too. Maybe we can get the drone families together. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Let's let's talk about your other your other project that you're famous for on the internet, or at least there's at least one other project that you're famous for on the internet, which is this car survived Kelly Square. Uh, can we, can we include one of those episodes in this episode? Sure. Let's yeah. do it. The city, Worcester, Massachusetts. There exists a crossroads of staggering, blind aggression. A life-sized puzzle made by human hands to test our very nature. This is Kelly Square. Or something like it. You've never driven with me, have you? Well, maybe you have and that's why you won't limit your car. <laughs> Why should I be nervous right now? <laughs> I drive like a talk. Do you have um, anxiety about Kelly Square? Uh, I can't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's the. So you have none. Yeah. I just get mad at people who who drive through here with trepidation. If you have trepidation and you're going through there. Mm. You're screwed because you're just gonna get stuck. Take, take it, take it, take it. It's a turn. Own it. You know, my theory is someone doesn't want me to hit them with my big red SUV. Um, and I think like my worst memory of Kelly Square is the fact that I lost my wedding ring in that parking lot, getting ready for start on the street. Um, I was, we were cleaning it and I stupidly, stupidly, stupidly put it in my pocket and at some point pulled something out of my pocket and at the end of the day my wedding ring was gone. And we spent days down there with metal detectors, but you know, what the parking lot was, was an old factory that got pulled down. So picture all the metal that they have. But yeah, so my, my greatest memory of Kelly Square is just, you know, kid living right by it. So in the joy of like growing up in this town is you know every little shortcut going in. Yeah. I'm coming out. Oh look at that. Look at that. Look at us not getting stuck in traffic. We can go get a beer now.
So how did this project, uh, how did this come about? Uh, I mean, it actually started with just the, I don't know, I, I had a friend at Clark who you know, worked on video projects before. He was like, we need to do something. We need to collaborate on something. So mm -hmm. uh, that was kind of like stewing in our brains for a year or so, thinking about different ways to do like a Kelly Square type documentary. Um, and then I think it was, I don't know if the, you know, there's the Seinfeld cart comedians and yeah. and coffee thing. It's yeah. sort of a similar premise, but I thought like you know, Kelly Square is sort of its own, like, um, sort of a combination of that plus the, you know, the camera that you get on the roller coaster as you're going down. Like, sort of, <laughs> I wanted just like people's like immediate sort of visual role reaction to that. Uh -huh. Chaos, you don't want to really so. risk vintage, high-end luxury cars going oh, to yeah. Kelly Square. <laughs> yeah. You're just, yeah, that's you're probably taking the right approach to that. Yeah. It's our own, my own version of that uh, style interview, I guess. But uh, is your background in video production? Yeah. Is that, okay. Yeah. What were you, what, what were you, what kind of video production were you doing before you got focused on this and uh, death uh, drops on the on the roadways? Yeah. I mean, so I was a I was a film major, screen studies major at Clark. I did okay. a lot of documentary and experimental stuff this is I mean all experimental because every every shot I get with the drone is sort of like completely well so from the uh, from like a professional background yeah. as a filmmaker maker or, or on the production side do, mm -hmm. you, do you think that there's like this is where film production is headed in some capacity or is there still more traditional techniques that can be replicated more reasonably, more cost-effective, or whatnot. It's, it seems like people mm. are trying to find ways to shoehorn drones into um, current production uh, and whatnot. But yeah. it's hard to tell whether or not it's just because it's a new thing, and we might as well use that, or if it's still easier yeah. to put a dolly together and get a cool I'm, shot that way. I mean, when you compare the cost of like a professional aerial photography right. setup, like just the cost of gas for a helicopter. That's the, what, like just, what I was thinking. I mean, I, I've seen that. a lot of, uh, I guess, commercial work for real estate, it seems. Like, it, yeah. it'll be, like, videos of, you know, sprawling estates and whatnot. And you could imagine that, in that case, mm. this makes more sense than the helicopter yeah. setup does. Uh, but at the same time, like, you see a lot of folks, like, advertising and, uh, you know, people doing fly-throughs of buildings for architecture yeah. and whatnot. And it's like, well, you could have just put a camera on a skateboard and roll it through the hallway yeah. and saved yourself yeah. some time and, and money and whatnot. It's hard to tell whether or not it, the technology is really something that's going to be you know, necessary for that world, or if it's just another trick to have. It, it is kind of a, I don't know. I feel like it's sort of been like the year of the drone. Like these, yeah. have, like they're everywhere now, and there still are a lot of shots that would be really impractical or impossible to get without mm -hmm. something as small as this. So, I mean, maybe. And pornography is using them now too, and that's usually a good sign <laughs> that something is being taken right. seriously in filmmaking. Is that you know right. just like things like YouTube and whatnot the wouldn't exist yeah. if not for yeah. the pornography industry. If pornography is going to drones, we could probably assume that they're here to stay. No, yeah, and yeah. I mean they're just getting smaller and easier to fly, so it's yeah. I mean, Any bad bang ups with this? Yeah, I did. Um, so the worst crash actually broke. Uh, I mean, I didn't break one of the arms, but it bent enough that I had to get like a heat gun and sort of just like bend the plastic. Back okay. Mm. So. It's, I mean, it's an outer shell. Most of the electronics are pretty well protected in there, so. Um, I mean, apart from, I mean, I've replaced all the, the blades. Mm -hmm. 
because those will get banged up pretty quickly if you're on gravel or whatever and trying to land. So yeah, I mean it's it's a uh, I kind of wish I had a second one just in case you know like something really bad happened while I was out, but because I mean they do it's electronics it it can fail. It's right. not like a, you know the battery could just explode. Like, and failing know, from like, a couple thousand feet can't end well for. Yeah. 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 So yeah, apart from that, it's I mean it's it's amazing how easy it is to fly because like and just to go back a couple of years and like the I think it has mostly to do with the size of the electronics, like you now we can fit more in there and it will just sort of it knows where it should be so it can compensate for the wind. Sure. It can can fly back to home. The newer ones, there's even like iPad apps where you can tell it where to go. Mm-hmm. So, like this is becoming even less necessary. Do you so. find that is so is, is drone the right word to use for this, right? Or does that end up confusing people with nefarious yeah. NSA spy drones and you know, yeah. predator drones and whatnot? Like, is there better terminology? To um, I've just been saying drone, but really, yeah. I mean that that kind of it does bring up some negative feelings for a lot of people. Yeah. So. Um, but you don't I think have technically like a UAS. Don't have any sort of U- UAS is un- unmanned, unmanned aerial something, something. Okay. Not a UAV because a, a vehicle implies that someone's actually In inside it. of it. Okay. Doing, but um, yeah, and you don't have access to Hellfire missiles or anything from this. No, you're, you're not, not a threat to the city blister in any. Okay. No, what's, what's just, so what's down here is just like a, a camera on a uh, gimbal or whatever that is. Oh yeah, and, I, should, uh, I should unplug those too. Oh, <laughs> the flashing light in the back. Yeah. And there's a little, what is this little doohickey here about? So that's the transmitter for the first person view oh, okay. stuff. So that takes the video antenna. feed from there sure. and yeah. connects up to, oops. Okay, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I've had to, you know, drill various holes in this and solder things, and it's kind of um, it's turning into a Frankenstein-type <laughs> project at this point, but... Yeah, it's pretty so, awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm going to geek out about Worcester politics for a second, if that's okay. Uh, feel, free, feel free to throw in your two cents if you want. <laughs> so, Brendan, I want to just, I just want to touch on what the city council's up to, because we haven't done a lot of shows in recent months. There's many, many topics of public interest that we keep skipping. Um, That's okay, because they haven't done much in many months. So well, I think you we're, know, we're actually keeping pace. They do stuff. Way. They do stuff. I'm going I'm to talk about stuff that we've actually talked about here on, here on the show. Um, there's going to be a big tax incentive financing for a project building a giant industrial building in Quinsic Village at 150 Blackstone River Road. Um, there's some sort of changes that have been made to the city's foreclosure ordinances. Which I don't understand. I've read the thing and I've read the executive summary of the thing, and I still don't understand what they, what they, whether they're good or bad or what they are. I hope you're not aiming the camera at me for some sort of insight I as am. to what you don't understand. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm aiming it at you just to validate. <laughs> I don't understand. Brendan is nodding his head. Yes, you don't understand. I also do not understand. All right. Um, I'm sure it's very important though. Ariel Lim is now on the community development advisory committee. Uh, the city is planning to make it easier to operate some food trucks. They're going to do like a pilot program, I guess. Well, I heard that they're going to be taking public comment on uh, the city's website first. Yes. So if you have uh, strong opinions one way or the other on food trucks, apparently sometime in the near future you'll be able to, be able to go to the city website and submit some sort of testimony. Uh, this is 
part of the uh, crowdsourcing idea of uh, public input that's been kicked around in the council for a while now. So yeah, hop online, go to the city's website, you know, maybe you can renew your dog license or uh, update your voter registration and then offer some testimony in regards to food trucks. Just say like, yeah, I want to, I, I would be happy to buy food from a good food truck. But sure. don't mistake this for being, if you're at home and high or something, like don't think that they're just going to like, you can order like food this way, right? Like don't be asking someone to bring a food truck to your house because you're hungry. Don't post comments that are rude or sw have swears in them Never encourage either. that sort of thing. Don't do that. Um, the city's going to get three new murals, uh, one at 19 McKeon Road one at 50 Water Street and one on the side of the Raven up the street here. This mural people have been talking about for a long time and there were some problems with the financing and I guess the problems with the financing have cleared up, so that's cool. The city manager is gonna be officially evaluated by the city council next week. Uh, and the city has been doing its capital budget. I would define capital budget as buying physical objects. Does that sound about right to you? That sounds about right. So capital- or putting money into physical objects. Putting money into physical objects. These would include replacing two fire engines for $930,000, half coming from not the, not the city, other sources. We're gonna make the water fountains at the DCU Center accessible for $9,600. Where are they now that they can't be accessed? <sighs> I don't know. I, I'm gonna, I have, I don't- Did they put them all in a locked closet somewhere? Somebody I, think it's handi I think it means handicapped accessible. Okay. So they're that probably just right. like, they're probably like those old school ones where you have to be able to stand up and you're, you can't use a wheelchair to get to them. Going to replace the stage lift at the DCU for twelve thousand dollars. Get a new popcorn commercial popcorn popper at the DCU for twelve thousand dollars. We should I have one of those at City Hall. I want to see the this. Imagine the people that would be coming to City Council meetings if you had a, a professional <laughs> popcorn popper out in the outside of the Esther uh, Island uh, chamber. Right? Chamber, yeah. What if we had the world's largest commercial popcorn popper? Actually, it's probably we couldn't fit it in City Hall. We wouldn't. It we probably would be a factory. But we'll keep working on the world's largest rubber ball band. All right, all right. Uh, we're going to get some dump trucks. Rubber band ball. That's yeah. Some five-ton trucks, some one-ton trucks. We're gonna get a new cell room wagon for the Worcester Police Department, which is $5,900, no, $59,000. $30,000 for forensic unit equipment, a film scanner for $14,000, and a bunch of marked and unmarked cruisers. Hate to interrupt, potential juggalo walking by. We'll talk to him next week. <laughs> we can't talk about juggalos today. Anyway, there's just a Sorry, ton of real. stuff. Is there anything uh, about drones in there in any of those line items? No, there's no, no nothing about drones that I can see. That we got seems some, to be money's wasted then. Some wayfinding is going to happen. Uh, uh, people are still talking about dog parks. That's not municipal whatever. That's not <laughs> capital capital budget stuff. But people are still talking about, are we going to have a dog park in the city of Worcester? People are still, are still talking about, are we going to have a mar medical marijuana dispensary in Worcester? Apparently this is back on the table after being off the table. The uh, yeah, Good Chemistry from Colorado had hosted a public meeting last night at their proposed uh, venue down off of uh, between Green and Harding Street there. Um, they're going to be some resubmitting their application on June 29th in hopes of getting a license from the state to uh, sell medical marijuana in Worcester. Um, and then uh, I think there's a meeting next Wednesday. Today's the 25th, so whenever Wednesday is, uh, in regards to the dog park. That, uh, it's going to be at 5.30 City Hall. Uh, the Parks and Recreation Committee will be hearing testimony on our I don't believe for a dog park. I don't believe we're going to have a dog park. It'll never, ever happen. Anyway. We'll find a reason to schedule that. Anyway, Chris Markman, thanks for being on the show. Hey. Brandon Mellican. Thanks for being on the show. It's a pleasure. I'm Michael Benedetti. The Thank email address know. for this show is pieandcoffee at gmail.com. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye, everybody.